This is Lanny Pavel, formerly the genius full of glory and renown. Right, Let me have... tell you something, brother. You guy, brother, <laughs> what you gonna do? Okay, I'm going to come out of the closet right now. I am bisexual. I'm 64 years old, and if I want it, I have to buy it. Randy, read that line. This is, ooh, you are watching the number one station in Hawaii. Ooh, yeah. I what? Bingo. <laughs> that sounds like money. But on the days that I don't have to do anything, I do nothing. Okay, I believe of 10 hours of sleep, followed by 14 hours of relaxation every and single day. Up. Happy just being me. I call myself Leaping Lanny. I validate what I say to every single wrestling fan who's watching USA. Yes, I believe in miracles as God has blessed this great land. I believe the referee will soon be raising my hand. And then after we go to commercials, awesome. well, I got to applaud that oh, man. Holy cow. Well, who's next? That's oh, all I got to say. Yeah. And that's why. Treat everybody like it's their last day. Yeah. And um, be kind. And if you have some nice thing to say, say it now. You won't have a chance tomorrow. Well, I love you, brother. Thank you for I coming I love you on. guys. Thank you for coming I, I love you guys. And uh, Thank you. we're going to be, well, I mean, we're going to be friends. And uh, I love your show. And Thank every you. wrestling fan should listen. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty and Afaro. We were fortunate enough to have the star of Bad Girls Club, Jada Chichilli, in hey, studio. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So before we even started, okay, we were talking about you getting put in the Master Lock Challenge. Yeah. How's the neck? How, you know, people worried about you. Are you okay? People, are those the same people who donated? They're so worried about my neck. So 1300 bucks yeah. to St. Jude's. 
children's hospital nice. for Farrow to break out of the master lock. True. But yeah. Jada, he failed, unfortunately, and he <laughs> didn't break out. Like you thought so I would. So do I still donate it to the children or I keep it for myself now? I'll give it to the kids. All right. He even though he, Even though he failed the show yeah, and failed, failed all the fans. Cause. It's for the kids. So it's a win. Either way. I got you. If the kids are getting help. And then we discussed... Uh, I failed the show and failed all the it's fans. It's a joke. You did okay. You sure? Well, you didn't break out, but... You should make him get a mullet for failing. <laughs> so Jada's trying to tell Farrah to get she's a mullet. Helping, she's, she's... So maybe that's the next thing. I Pe think that should be a punishment, getting a mullet. A Is mullet. the mullet now in? I think you could bring it back, like, with the right, like, swag, maybe? Okay. All right. Would you date someone with a mullet? Say yes. <laughs> I mean... Probably not. All right, good. But I would be She said with them. probably, not definitively. Go Unless ahead. it was, like, really, like, you had to have, like... Really awesome swag with that mullet. There you go. Nice. There you go. Nice. Cool sunglasses, go. you know. There you go. So, like, what's ultimate swag in a man nowadays? Oh man, I'm. I don't know. I've been out of the dating game for like five years. Um, so you, you've got a significant other. I do. Other? I do. There you go. And so, what what is so special about this significant other that he has finally locked someone like you in? I mean, we've just grown. It's been five years. So, I mean, we've grown so much in our relationship, and he's super patient. We have a 15-month-old, and okay. he's kind and um, just an all-around great guy. I mean, he wasn't in the beginning, but he's grown a lot. Is he, like, got that Jersey Shore look? Like, what's he look like? <laughs> um, he's tatted up, definitely. I don't think he has a part of his body untatted besides his face. <laughs> okay. Um, he's small like me. He's a little guy. In most regards, I mean, he's like 5'7", he's skinny, um, totally Italian. We did like his ancestry and he came back 98% Italian, which mm. I was like shocked. I didn't realize anybody could be that. Sicilian and Napolitan, did it give him the origin? Um, I, I don't, it probably did. We have to like go back and like look at the, um, the map. I just looked at like the percentage. All right, when you go back. I, Let's I'll keep let you know. contact. Tell me whatever, and then we'll discuss. I whether think Sicilian, you stay with him. but I don't. I don't want to be wrong. Um, he better be. But with such Napolitano. a mix, we don't want him. In, we don't want him in the southern part of Italy. Right? Oh. He's, he's got to be Napolitano. He's got to be Napolitano. Oh, okay, sure. yeah. so yeah, you yeah. mentioned like tatted faces. Is like that an in thing too? Like with... I think it's uh, the the younger culture. Um, and women actually like guys with tatted faces. I think it's like the like younger culture. Like I, me, no. I, I mean, okay. I don't think that that's a thing. I, I think he totally fucked up. I wonder if Tyson started that. Wasn't Tyson like the first? High I don't profile know, dude. Guy Like I, I just don't like get that. it. Right, right. Or like yeah. the guys that would get the teardrop, maybe. Like that yeah. was some, that was very weird too. Yeah. And like you see them today, like working as like a janitor, like with a teardrop. Right. Just, like, Damn, bro. Yeah. Damn, yeah, you gotta bro. think ahead when you're probably you the stuff. man on your block, and now you're over here fucking mopping floors. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You should think about that stuff before you make things permanent. Wow, dude, right? you thought you were tough, but now you're mopping yeah, my floors. Yeah. <laughs> you missed the spot. <laughs> but that was the thing, also, back like guys that are like, I don't know, 47, 49, now almost 50. That was like a part of their. Yeah. Being the cool guy. Like, so that's like, like, that's one of my rules too. Like I, I, I try to explain to the younger women, right? Because I'm old as dirt. So, um,. <laughs> I tell them all the time, like, you know, think about the tats you're getting because, you know, you yeah. start tatting up your arm. Yeah. You know, it might look okay because you're 20. Yeah. But, yeah. What, but once you hit 40, saggy? it's like, whoa, yeah. you know, because, yeah. you know, we're the guys that evaluate. Like, we'll be like, yeah, that's like, embarrassing. Look like you got some miles on you. I feel like when yeah. you're completely, like, overdone. It's all faded and then your arms aren't hard anymore. They got that I think guys can flop. pull it off, though, getting older, more so than women who are tatted up. 
Yeah. Mm. Which is weird, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like a double standard, but I feel like guys can definitely pull it off more than a woman who's tatted up in her 50s. I agree. Okay. See, like, back in the day, like, I've got some tats, but they're strategically placed on mm -hmm. my body. Like, hey, I might have to go on a job interview and, like, right. can't right. come walking in with a teardrop <laughs> over my eye. Like, you're kind of not going to yeah. get that job. Unless you're going for the janitor position. Yeah. <laughs> then you're in. I mean, could you imagine seriously like negotiating with like a teardrop? Like, like yeah. who's gonna deal with you? I mean, there's so many Take thoughts that just go through your brain. Like, did you kill somebody? Or like, yeah. I'm just trying to play it off that you killed somebody. Right. Like, I'm right. always gonna think like in the back of my mind, you might have killed somebody. Like, right. interesting. As our channel's being shut down because we're hurting the people, we're, we're profiling the profiling. I mean, it happens. Everybody tattooed. makes shitty decisions. Well, but. speaking of shitty, Eric Sims, who's the agent of Chris Masters, in here, he brought some toilet paper in here and ran off. Unfortunately, that and you, ran off. Did you find that he took the toilet paper back home with you him? You saw him wait. run out the door with it, right? <laughs> yeah. So wait, he, so why did he bring the toilet paper in here in case you cried? Just, yeah. to, just to tease us. Uh, I've got toilet paper. Well, you know, you, you kind of hope that there would be toilet paper in a place that you're actually filming out of in case yeah. a guest has to use the bathroom. Yeah, God forbid sure. something does happen. Right. Or maybe your producer goes to breakfast when we're one of the co-hosts and it's not the best yeah. breakfast place. And they're like, <laughs> yo, happened. my stomach hurts right now. <laughs> something went wrong with that breakfast. Right? But then you reach in and there's no toilet paper. But lucky enough, <sighs> the agent that comes in, you kind of know the guy, right? And you're like, hey, you got some toilet paper? And you go, oh, yeah. He gives it to you, and you're like, okay, we're safe for everybody. Right. I sit down, you come in, we introduce ourselves, and you say, what's the deal with the dude that running, guy running, running out, out with the toilet with paper? Running out with the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. That's Maybe he didn't up. have any at home. He's like, fuck stopping at the store. It's cold. Hey, please, please <laughs> I don't. I got toilet paper now. <laughs> please don't squeeze my shit. Nobody shaman. wants to stop in the cold and run in the store. Oh, my God. I might have stole your toilet paper, too. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. But did you hoard, like, during COVID, were you hoarding? No. You were hoarding? I honestly know. I, I didn't do any of that. Why didn't everybody just go to the next aisle and grab the baby wipes? I, I, you know, good point. I'm Seriously. big on baby wipes. So was my man. Like, big on baby wipes. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Just go to the or next just, aisle. just, like, old school it and get your ass in the shower. I don't know. Like, is it really? They were really fighting over toilet paper. You know what? And, you're like, right, though. It is old school mentality. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you use a baby wipe? But you know what? We're old and we're set in our ways and all we know is toilet paper. <laughs> People got so crazy. They did. They got so crazy they over did. everything, like toilet paper. You nervous about bringing a, a child into this I crazy am, world? I'm so nervous. You I want to get. I, I hate to say it. I kind of want to get out of America. Oh, okay. I want to go like Costa Rica vibes. I want something very. Why Costa Rica? It's. I. I love that country. Okay. It's very. Um. Just all around peaceful hippie. Mm. Make your own garden and go surfing and just you know. Toke a little weed. I don't know if you there can you say go. that on here. Mm, right. Right. Nice. Here, I just feel like everything is falling apart here. And we're mm -hmm. just being lied to about everything. And, like, mm -hmm. even if you go vegan, you have to worry about the soil and the pesticides. Like, is there any way that. to be healthy? Everything you right. eat is fucked. Right. You're right. Your water yep. is fucked. Yep. So it's yep. like, I don't know. I just want to escape this prison. So I'm assuming you garden then, right? Are I you would garden? love to garden. I live in Queens. You can't garden much can't in, garden Queens. in Queens. What are you going to do, plant it between the cement? Um, Unless you hire that janitor with the teardrop. Yeah, the no, that's yeah, not, we're do not something. hiring the janitor to be a gardener. <laughs> Come on, guys. He, he's good at one skill set. What, the, the tap? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. Too. His weapon of choice is a broom and a mop. Yeah. <laughs> one no, skill set. No. We're not giving him a shovel. I so, didn't realize the tattoo um, pins your, your career capabilities uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of that's, that's rough. That <laughs> is kind of rough. That's rough. You know? I don't have faith that he and got And by the way, my real job, I'm a custodian. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm a gardener. Teardrop behind those no teardrop though. Yeah. Well, gardeners have teardrops in the right eye, and janitors on the left. So just in case you want to hire oh, a particular oh one. God, that's, you got to know who you're hiring. Yeah, really, really. All right, so we're gonna hit some world news before we get to our guests world and discuss news. a few things. Well, you know, all right, we will call it, it world news, but okay. and we, you know, hopefully Jada can weigh in. Is At any point, news? I need it's you to jump right in. On here. All right, what? sixth Memphis officer fired mm. after the Tyree Nichols death. An what? additional Memphis police officer has been fired after the death of Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old man who died after he was beaten by officers last month. What police the? said Friday. So now they got another guy in, Farrow. When? So you know we are we are pro, pro police, but it seems in a lot of cases, what are they doing? They keep stepping on their. Well, you know what? I don't understand how many times this has to happen before police officers and and again we do back the police and we do support them. But come on, man, you got to know that you cannot do this kind of shit by now. Don't I, you? Ugh. I mean, what is this? What? Is it? This is collective stupidity because this was a bunch of them, right? So, Th what is going on? I here? just want to make something clear. We, we we got this uh, great reality star on. She's yeah. coming on a wrestling show, but she's yes. realizing just now this isn't really wrestling. Now we're going to talk yeah. politics. Yeah, and we go so, everywhere. What do you here. think? I honestly, I I don't know if you've seen it, but there was something going around. I don't know if it's true that there was a a back history between an officer and the gentleman. Okay. Uh, with dating his baby mother and whatnot, maybe there oh. was. A, a vendetta. Oh, um, wow. A lot of people found it surprising that there were five minority officers that killed um, a minority man. Right. Um, but it, maybe there was some vengeance going on there. There's definitely, like, I, 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 I feel like there's a lot of abuse of power going on. Right. And it's, nobody's really being held accountable. I love the police auditors that are going out and doing the footwork to make our rights known to individuals who may not know our, our first, second, third, fourth amendments clearly to know we have certain rights that are being violated by police officers. So shout out to the auditors. But I feel like a lot of officers do need to be held accountable and even educated on what they took oath to. You took oath to the amendments. But a lot of them, if you ask them what the first, second, third, fourth amendment, they don't even know. Yeah. Don't know. They don't know. So what? What are you going? What is this training? Police training, really? You took an oath to something that you don't even know. What's the cure, though, for this? Look, we, it law and order. I still believe is necessary. We can, I don't know if we could all live, live our lives completely. Like, okay, we don't need any authority. Right. I think that it might be a free for all. I mean, when you all. need them, you call them, right? Right, right, and sometimes right. That could work What's the answer, you? though, to get it through to to to? Anybody in an authoritative figure, you can't do shit. By the like way, Phil this. says that is the backstory, Jada. So you have it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there was something going on there, and they like they're the biggest gang in America. I mean, let's be honest, they are. They stick together. They beat up that guy. They murdered him because of that that backstory issue. But I feel like the more they're held accountable, it'll put some smarten them up. Not only that, but put some fear in them that you work for the public. You're here to protect the public. You right. signed an oath to the Constitution. Yeah. So you need to uphold that. Yeah. So just accountability. So I'll challenge you a little bit on this. So uh, I hear what you're saying, but how about as a citizen, you don't put yourself in a situation There's to that find thing. yourself in a situation where you can get murdered and beat up. Give me right? an example. Uh, you know. You're living your life. How about what? just don't break the law? Okay, so I get that, but there's a lot of times they're not breaking the law. You'll see a black man sitting in his car. He's parked. He's not driving. Mm -hmm. A cop will come to the window and request his identification. For what? I'm not driving. I haven't committed a crime. There's but no suspicion of a crime. You have no right to ask me. It's not stop and frisk.
Mm -hmm. So what in that situation? Now, if you put yourself in the position to obviously break the law, a cop is in within the the right realm without beating you. Right. You know, to do what they need to do. But right. a lot of times, even when someone is resisting, they take it too far. There's ways to combat someone resisting arrest without, if you know they're, I mean, pat them down, you know they're not, they don't have a weapon. How, how in danger do you really feel from this individual when five or more cops with guns and tasers and batons are on them and you need to beat yep. this person? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I get that. Yep. Well, what do you have to fear over one person that's maybe not wanting to give you their hands? Where there's a mental, sometimes it's mental instabilities with people. You have, there's so many factors. They could be on drugs. They could have a, a mental illness. They could be autistic. That these cops but do you think as a police in. officer, you're out in the field and, you know, look, you, 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 you're just, you have a newborn, right? Yeah, he's 15 months. Uh, you know, you have a newborn at home. You're out in the field. It's not, it's not an easy place out there. No, but you, do you, you think there's some job. reaction going on? I think there's tons of elements going on, um, maybe from a cop's childhood fears, how they grew up. There's so many things that play a part in something that may have happened. In general, you don't hear much positive shit about anything. Not on mainstream news, but you know, uh, I do notice on the local like Facebook pages, cop, pay, like Brevard County, whatever, whatever county police you might follow on Facebook, they love to toot their own horns, so they will post things that they've done for the community. But obviously, no, they're not going to put that because we're sick humans and we want to, we like, we live off of negativity. You nailed that one. That's true. Well, well said. Uh, unfortunately, that's In other true. news, flash dance singer Irene Cara's cause of death is revealed. Talk about negative oh. news, right? Hey, what? Here we go. What? Irene Cara, best known for her work as acting in the 80s movie Fame. Are you, do you remember the movie Fame from the 80s? You're too young for that, I right? Don't. Yeah. Do you, I do think you know who like Irene Cara was? I don't. All right. So. She God was a pretty famous singer back in the day when she, she'd love Flashdance. I think she'd like the that movie, movie. Flashdance Flash Dance, with yeah. um. Isn't there no? I'm thinking. So, of. well, it's forty years ago, so oh, obviously yeah, no. way before you forget. Time. I'll look it up. Definitely. But anyway, uh, it looks like that Miss Cara died of high cholesterol and hypertension. So oh. you, you know, you really. You really don't hear that much in women. Like, you never High really no. see that as a cause of death in women. It's always something How else. does hypertension kill you? Dude, hypertension, like your arteries, and it kind of explodes. Did it, it lead to, like, a heart attack? Yeah. Or what did okay. It lead? Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't know it, this is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow to oh. my right. Jimmy, Hi. along with his partner, Bart Krieg, make up the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, and Here Comes Rain. Yeah. You can find Wisteria Hall's music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Download the music on Spotify, Apple Music, or Reverb Nation. You're a singer, correct, or a rapper? Oh, no. I mean, I dabbled in music forever. It was like a big passion of mine. I always loved to write, and after my, or actually during my first season on BGC, I um, wrote and recorded a song that was played um, on the season intro. And I definitely dabbled, but you know, not anymore. I started um, day trading, and then I started um, working in Amazon. I just started an Amazon store, and I have a product that I just patented and um, working on a trademark. So I just got into like more business um, side and finances. What kind of quiche do you make from doing the intro song for a popular reality show? They don't like give that? you anything. What? Nope. Um, see, that's the thing about Beanie and Murray and Oxygen. What well, was talking about Beanie Murray? It was on Oxygen Network. You, you literally sell yourself for nothing, and you're you're so naive. You know, starting out, like you don't really know um, that you could probably ask for more. But then again, everybody wanted to be on that show, so you didn't really have a fighting stance to ask for shit. 
so they owned the rights to the song. Um, they owned everything. They owned everything. They owned me. <laughs> they pay you nothing. No wonder you started concentrating on the business. Yeah. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. Screw them. Fuck you, Bino and Murray. <laughs> there you money. go. Soundbite. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, if you didn't know, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Faro. Catch Monty and Faro on the Monty and Faro YouTube page where over two million viewers are seen. Two million. The Monty and Faro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty and Faro TV page. Catch us on Channel 115. If you're in New York, where you'll see a reduced version of our special guest at Tuesdays at 9 o'clock and Not Saturday reduced. at 11.30 a.m. Really? on Channel 20 at 7 p.m. Uh, we want to thank our new, one of our new sponsors, Manscaped, for joining Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. We'll be right back with our special guest, where we're going to have some wonderful questions for her. She's already started off the show fantastic. We'll be right back after this, Farrah. See you in a second. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialist. 631-261-6420. That's 631 631- Two six one six four two zero Auto Excellence. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, six three one nine hundred Dump. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty the Pharaoh, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Jared's at the board. Jada, quick evaluation. Jared's a young man. This is Jared? Rate him from 1 to 10. Is he a 1 to Rate 10? Rate him from 1 to and 10? And be honest. Look, the one thing about I've seen is you're an honest person. So just, if I he's mean, a 5, give it to him. Over here. Honestly, he definitely has hair swag, but he needs to, like, shape it up a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Cut. Um, I give him, like, um, a 7. Sparty did good, Seven's man. not bad. Seven's not bad. I mean, he's got a lot of, like, the age going for him, the, a lot of hair. He's, yeah. he's definitely got that John Stamos and he, he knows Look. what he's doing back here, so that's also pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Even though I had to move my mic myself. Rude. <laughs> that's, wow. You, you could have been an eight. I mean, Spidey. Yeah, you but eight, you're now but... you're a seven. Wow. Spidey, don't feel bad. She handed me a card when she came in that said three. I didn't know what it meant, but now, now I do. So if you're you okay. If you get a mullet, yeah, it could it. be a four. Okay. That's all right. Hey, you, I'm you moving on up. At least you got a card that said three. My card said not worth grading. <laughs> Wow, you got an incomplete? I got an incomplete. Man, that's messed up. So it's nothing like waking yourself up with a 15-month-old yeah. and having to come to an interview. Does he wake himself up? No, no, no. He wakes me up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he is the forever alarm clock. There There's no go. sleeping in. Now, are we going to try to build a big family here? Are we going to stick to one? What are we doing? I am done, I think. Um, honestly, like, I got blessed. I did not think I could get pregnant. I really had given up um, when I got blessed with my son. And I'm okay with just him. He's a lot. Mm. Like, kids are literally terrorists. Nice. Like, they're the definition of terrorists, but, like, it's the best part of my life every single day. I want nothing more than to just be his mom. Clearly beautiful. How hard was it recovering from birth? 
Um, actually, it was nothing. I was good okay. after a week. I had um, a C-section. I was okay. I was good. There nice. you go. There you go. So, tell our family, or our friends, uh, and our fans, you've had a pretty tough life growing up. Can you fill people in about yourself? Yeah, you know, I re I think as I get older, I I reflect more. Like I I when I start writing, I think I want to write like a book about my life because you start remembering more too. And now that I'm a mom, like I I don't know, like I could never imagine not like not feeding him or worrying about what's going on with him and I remember just like so many instances growing up like I don't remember anyone providing a meal mm. so it kind of makes me think like who the fuck was feeding me like and why weren't they there like what was going on like obviously th there was like a good part of my life with my stepmom for a short time before things got fucked up again and like she made it amazing but then things went south again so let's slow it down a little you're born right you have other siblings or I do I have an older brother that I lived majority of my childhood with and I have um, a younger brother and I have two younger brothers one I don't really get to know um, yeah so there's so yeah you, you have a mom and dad and yep. you go live with your dad that happened yeah right yeah but so I go live with my dad in Florida did they divorce or did your mom pass or my mom just was kind of everywhere she had a fucked up introduction to life herself so she never was really prepared mentally to be grown like she still is like the reverse role I'm kind of like her mom mm. um which was hard like even today I get so angry with her like I want a mom like mm. yeah like mm. you know I want someone I can call on instead of you always calling me for stuff um so she just never was really consistent or around much. So you go live with dad? Yeah, I live with my dad and I have this amazing stepmom, um, Holly. Love you. <laughs> she's amazing. Um, she's battling cancer right now. Fuck cancer. There you go. Um, Agreed. But at a certain point when I was like around 11, um, growing into a little woman, things just went bad. And I had to leave again, and I, they put me with my mom. And that's when life was just like, I don't really remember anybody being there. My mom was always gone, and I just kind of had this apartment to myself when I was like 13, and I grew up really fast from there. Like, I had this really cool life doing whatever with my stepmom. I was a little, got to be a little girl, and then it just was over. <laughs> Like eighth grade, ninth grade, it was just like, okay, you're on your own. You feed yourself and go to school if you want. So you're just handling your own business. Yeah, I mean, I fought a lot. I was not a happy person. And I look back now, and it's probably because I was missing my life. I didn't realize why I was angry. Um, so I was always fighting in, like, high school. Um, and I got kicked out of all the high schools, and they sent me to, like, all-girls program where I got my GED and... I just became an adult. <laughs> I just like started working. Like my first job, I think, was at Wendy's. And as soon as I realized I could make money, I like got a car, and then I drove to New York with my best friend, and I ended up moving here at like 20. Wow. So you were able to like turn this thing around, this bad situation, and you know take hold and. and... Yeah, I just. Um... I would think that this would help you. Yeah. Parent I... Parenting. Oh yeah, for sure. You I know mean... what not to do. I, I could never imagine, like, even leaving this morning, he's sick and he's running a fever. Mm. It was tearing me apart right. mm. to, like, leave him. So it's like, um, my mom suffered from addiction issues. So I think that there's a detachment um, from your motherly instincts when you're addicted to a substance. So I can 
kind of understand why maybe why maybe she like didn't think is my daughter eating or is how school going you know right. um but i could never like i'm constantly like hovering over him like what does he need now do you need a snack you want some bananas like i just could never so so many times when you know you you learn that habits of your parents right we all have mm -hmm. um how were you or were you able to avoid the addiction issues or going that down that same road that your mom went down yeah i never was into drugs um you know everybody i think well not everybody but i experimented probably in my teenage years but it never anything nothing was my thing my mom grew up in like the crack era like crack was big, right. you know, um, so that was her thing. And then obviously it's a different generation now. So there's other things, you know, the pharmaceuticals are big. So one addiction turns into another addiction. And some people just are addicts their whole life. Yeah. Some people can turn into a healthy addiction, you know, uh, like uh, my uncle, he was addicted. He became a vegan and like is not so crazy about like making his own raw foods. Mm. Um, but a lot of people don't get out of that and they just turn one bad addiction to another bad addiction. And it's just like a domino effect. What made you get kicked out from school? Because you said you were getting kicked out of one school after another. You weren't doing drugs, obviously. So what I, was it? You were just like, screw this. I'm not into this. No, or? I actually really enjoyed school. Okay. I always was big into reading. My stepmom always took us to the library and like. I was very studious for a long time, mm -hmm. but then when I moved to my mom's, there was just no direction and no discipline, and I went to, like, nearly an all-black school okay. in Cocoa, Florida, and, like, I just was the outcast. You know, if you were white in that neighborhood of Cocoa, you were, like, a redneck that wore, like, those cowboy boots, Okay. and I didn't fit in with any side. Like, I right. wasn't the redneck crew people and I, I didn't fit in with the black kids so like I was fighting everyone all the time. And floating on an island by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It was lonely for a long time there in that wow. um, part of my life. Well, let's get to the uh, the reason why we have you here today. How did you get into the Bad Girls Club? How did this all begin? <laughs> so I literally never watched the show. Me and my an old friend, someone I used to be friends with, we bartended and we got invited to a Playboy party. So we went out there and um, I remember she was like sitting on Polly Shore's lap at the end of the night. And if you've ever been to a Playboy party, like once the night is over, you got to get on that bus and get back, you know, out of there because that's the only way to leave. You can't like call a cab, a cab to the Playboy mansion. It's not happening. And we were about to miss the bus and I'm like, the fuck are you doing sitting on Colbert Report's lap? Like, come on, let's go. Not knowing it was Polly Shore. Right. And some guy, like, seen me fussing at her and gave me um, a scouting card for Bad Girls Club. And I, like, put it in my bra. And the next morning I woke up in the hotel room and I had this card to um, submit to the Bad Girls Club. So I did. And that was actually for season 11, and I didn't make it. So they had castings. I thought my friend would actually be better. Well, what did had... you have to do? Like, so you, you go, they, they asked you to come down, what, take a picture? I submitted a photo. They wanted a video of, like, my life, but I was bartending, and I didn't get out till like, 5, 6 in the morning. I didn't really have a lot of time. I would sleep all day and go back to bartend. So I just submitted a photo, and they let me come to season 11 auditions. Um, they ended up having an open audition in Manhattan I took my friend to, and I was recognized by one of the casting directors, and he said to try out again so I did and that's you and know they brought was. me to LA for finals mm. and 
they brought me on probably because they knew like I was gonna definitely be one person in the house that people were gonna fuck with um, and they did season 12 like everybody in the house was against me um, now, why is that what is it about your personality you, you talked about I've high grown school a lot. you know I've grown a lot I was definitely this little white girl who grew up in a I was a product of my environment. Like, the way that I spoke was very ghetto. I used the N-word, and people were like, whoa. Right. You know, I didn't realize that was wrong. I was very ignorant because people would talk to me that way. So, like, when you grow up in that environment, you only know what you know. Right. You know? So I didn't realize until I watched myself on TV that I was like, ew, I'm, I'm that girl. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm that, right. that girl that I, I don't even want to be. I don't like it. Mm. So I went back to college, and I, like, learned to talk better and become a better all-around human. And so I, seeing yourself on this show, you reevaluated yourself? Oh, hell yeah. Really I hated who I saw. That is interesting. Wow. I, I hated, I could understand why the girls were like, oh, God, she thinks she's like, you know, she wants to be black or like whatever. I get it. But I just, you don't see yourself as that person when you're that person until you see it from like a third, I guess, a third person perspective. Like you're watching yourself on TV and you're like, you are that girl. So I made so many changes to not be that girl anymore. That's I, very bizarre. Most people don't get a chance to reevaluate themselves on a television show. I know, I that's, feel very blessed because I could probably still be that little ignorant, blah, 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 mm. running my mouth like a little chihuahua, just like, it was not good. Well, speaking of that, I was, I was, how do you bring that up, right? There's one, there's the, this other girl, Lindsay Jade, right? That I guess she didn't get along with. And then she ends, ends up passing away. Lindsay um, was from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Um, she only stayed in the house one night. And, you know, I feel like the producers, they allowed that to happen to her. They didn't give her a chance because they knew she was on Xanax and they allowed her to drink. Come on. That's a really bad combination. So what, what are these so producers? So they, they want you? Because, you know, when you watch this rea these reality shows, you go, oh, is this set up like that they tell you, okay, let's act like mm -hmm. this? Dude, in that show, was it like that? Or is it what we saw was real? I think for some people, it is. Okay. For me, they didn't have to come up to me and tell me how to act or what to do because it was already fire as soon as the first, as soon as they started filming, um, people were already coming for me. I, you know, I think that the very first seconds of interviewing, I used the N-word and it, like, the producers played crickets. Everybody got quiet and you hear crickets playing and it's just like the whole room's looking at you. So they knew what they were doing when they casted me. Mm. But I think for like other girls, I heard their side and producers were telling them things to do. Probably because they were dry and had mm. no personalities. Right. They were like, do this to pipe the show up. But I think the, the, it's different for everyone. Now, did you know Lindsay had some sort of problem or? Not till afterwards. I just thought she was a lunatic or like right. overly drunk. I mean, she was only like 21. How did you feel? Strange. I got to ask her, how did you feel when it happened? I mean. Horrible. Just... Okay. To know that she was suffering with addiction and also you, your, your nerves are out of this world. You're on a show and there's cameras everywhere. Of course you're going to drink. But to know she was drinking on Xanax, I mean. It's just fucked up. I wish things would have went differently. She kept accusing someone of stealing, I think, her makeup bag. And I felt targeted. So I immediately was, like, fighting with her. And then the limo scene got crazy. And I ended right. up punching her. Mm. Um, but, wow, she needed a hug. She needed a friend. And I wasn't in the right position at that time in my life to understand that. But today, I would have. Do you think her being on the show put her into overdrive? Of course. Shh. 
I mean, it's hard for anyone when you leave that show because you don't, I didn't realize that I was going to be so recognized. I went through a deep depression and didn't want to leave my home. I didn't even want to go anywhere. People were targeting me. I got jumped in Houston by guys, like a group what? of gay boys. Yeah. Because of what I did on the show. So People that's what I'm saying. So they allow, they allow you to drop the N-word, right? I could imagine a social media outlet. Like, you, you, like I could understand well, why now you want to hide in your house, right? You, you probably were paintbrushed after that with the media, I would assume. Oh, I was, like, people either loved or hated you. There was people that either wanted right. you to die or people were just related to you in some way because maybe they were that white girl who grew up in that neighborhood and they understood why you spoke that Can way. Can I ask what the percentage was? Was it like 80% at the time people just slamming you and 20% were giving you? I think you it was probably 64 40, okay. Um, or maybe even 50-50. I had okay. a lot of people who related to me. And, okay. you know, I was very transparent about my life. I wasn't a character. I didn't play a different person. I was transparent about my childhood and my mother's addiction issues. So a lot of people did relate to that. And then there was a great deal of people who thought I was disgusting because the way that I spoke, because they didn't understand it. Which do you, do you think people forgive you now? I mean, I think... If they were to see me now and understand my growth in my story, they may. Um, but a lot of people are very simple-minded, and it's just, it is what it is, and they don't really care to know you or give a fuck. Now, are you concerned you have this 15-month-year-old, right? And then soon he'll be five and then ten, and eventually he's going to know who his mom is. Are you, you, are you in fear of him seeing this? No. No, no. I'm more scared that he'll find my OnlyFans content at some point. <laughs> right, right. Like, I had to put that on a pause because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, my son's going to be a teenager surfing the web one day. I don't mm -hmm. want like, him mm -hmm. to come across this. But, um, no, I don't feel like – I feel like he'll get to know his mom and understand, like, my growth. And, you know, life has different chapters. Yeah. And that was a really fucked up chapter. Very mm. smart. Would you have done it all over again? Would you have done the show? Was it worth it to you in the end of the day? I would – um, it, it did help me grow so much. Like I said, right. I would have probably never known how trashy I sounded or how I come off to people. Because like I said, you view yourself as one person in your mind. Mm -hmm. like, you do, yeah. But then you could come off completely different to everyone else, and I didn't know. So I'm thankful for that. There you go. So again, very attractive woman, very intelligent woman. You have only fans. How, do, how does your husband handle? Like, oh, is he, he's great. Like, I understand it's a moneymaker, but it's like... I don't know. It's uh... My husband is so supportive of everything. Like I said, he's grown into this really kind, I'll go off on him. I'll be so frustrated about something, and he'll just stand there like, la da da Like the old him would have been like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Mm. Now he's so patient. He's so kind. I'm so proud of the man he's grown into, and I think, like, it's our son. Our son has changed the dynamic of our, our growth in this relationship. Yeah, how could I love it not? It. How could it not? Yeah, and, it, and there's no jealousy on his end no. at all. No, I mean, I think he knows. Like, I, I'm, I'm never gonna stray. Like, that's, that's my family. I could never. And I think that he knows that. I mean, I don't do any, go anything. I don't go out with girlfriends and like party and get crazy. Like, my family is everything to me. That and business. So, I don't think he has to worry about or get jealousy. Yeah. What would be the point anyway of taking the other route? There's not, there's no gain from that. Right. I mean, either you trust. Or you live right. in paranoia. There's I, no. <laughs> I feel like OnlyFans is like the playboy of our generation. Like mm. girls, I mean, even though it's very saturated and anybody can do it, but you can pick your local like whatever the hell fantasy, and it doesn't have to be raunchy. You don't have to necessarily do sex. Like you could make it tasteful. Well, you you do know that it 
in some cases, of in course. some accounts, there's like actual pornography on oh, there, right? Of course. Yeah. And I feel like to each their own. There is. I mean, oh, yeah. for wow. sure. Like, okay. do your thing. If you're confident enough to do that, I mean, everybody has sex. So, I mean, like. Well, not me, and, but. And most people. <laughs> 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 Maybe not you. I, I know everybody. I, I just don't fall most into that category. Oh, my are having God. Sex. And most people watch me. porn, so. If you can, like, go watch your favorite Instagram model get, I don't know, banged out, like, for $20 a month, do you. Were you ever approached to do anything Wait, more? Hold on. Slow it down. What? $20 Listen, a month? Listen, she's younger than us. And I, 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 I like the lingo. What? But she said $20 a month and get banged out. So yeah. banged out means what? Spank Men are spanking Banged the, out. Spank like, no. So yeah. I don't want to get past that. Like, as a woman, <laughs> a do you – is there something, like, you feel, like – it feels good that you know men are out there doing that to themselves, <laughs> to your what, banging pictures. banging themselves out? Yes. Like, does that, like, you feel good? I don't really think about it, honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't. If I were you. It's gross. Like, sometimes I'll have a guy, like, he'll buy a photo, and then he'll want to send me, like, a video of him, like, banging himself out. And I'm like, okay, bro, you took it too far. Dude. Like, we're, this isn't. Wait, what that thing away. He writes you and says, hey, I got your picture. And I I'm took banging a video of my and I send it to you. And I'm Ew, no. Oh, oh my God! No, you took oh it too far. God. This is exchange content. This is you buy content and you do what wow. you want in your own private time. Like, well, this right. walks into my thought then. You know, young, attractive, especially before around the days of the show, impressionable. Did you ever? Are you get trying to say I'm not anymore? Did you? Huh? I think he is. I think what he is. That's what I heard. I missed that. What what you guys? Like, hey, Jared, that's well, what you well, heard, right? Like, day. you know, time's time's out. She's a mom now. <laughs> what are this you guy. guys painting? And by the way, the I'm views of Jimmy Farrell are not this? the views of myself or the producer. It's not my just fault so you're know. going bald, guy, all right? Oh, you set it up again. Shit out of the park, anyway. Well, don't worry. At least I'm not on 20 bucks a month spanking a monkey. Get out of here. You might have some more money to fix that bald spot. There we go. You know what? Spank the monkey. You booked it. <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, so what, I was, what I was getting at, well, if you can't laugh at yourself, you can't laugh no, at anything. No, you can't. This is true. What I, what I was getting at was, is we ever approached for, you know, much racier things than $20 a month for this guy to spank his monkey? I wasn't, no. Wow. You're lucky then. So, yeah. lucky. In, I mean, the, in the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, we all know about that. And we had uh, Marissa Jade was yeah. in the studio. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we were speaking about that again. Being that you're doing the show, where you you would never, no one ever came up to you on a private or on a down low and saw you and knew you're famous and said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to hook up with you." That oh, type of thing to pay. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. There's been. I mean, I think every woman has probably been approached. Most women have been approached by creepo guys who want to mm. like pay to play, for sure. And I think that it's grown more prevalent. At so, is there anything wrong with a man trying to pay to play? Is it I like think it's offensive? one of the oldest things in the book. I think they. I think it is goes, the oldest. Yeah, like I think it goes back forever. Men are we're paying to play. So I, if if you have the money and somebody wants to, you that you own yourself. Yeah. How can you tell me that I can't make you pay for it? Men pay for it anyways in one way or another. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> yeah. if you want to get physical and a girl doesn't mind taking the money, I don't understand how that's an issue. I don't even know how prostitution is illegal, to be honest. Uh, so going back to Harvey Weinstein, and I'm, I'm not saying you defend it, but do you think this guy really didn't do anything wrong? or Wasn't it he preying on 
children? No, 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 uh, no. on actresses. On but basically, give but, opportunities but, to up and coming. But, actresses. but if you didn't allow him to have his way, he was kind of shutting your career down. Yeah, he would. He, he had would that fuck kind you of power. Yeah, he, yeah, he was using know. his power, and I, I know I don't agree with that. I think yeah. that that's horrible, because a lot of people in that position to want to be in that that role, they're they're desperate. So you're well, definitely... he had a serious bald spot. Harvey. <laughs> Did he? That's I think probably so. the problem. And he never, he never paid you gotta them. You got to watch these guys with bald spots. Oh, man, you got to watch out for sure. Um, <laughs> I thought he was the one that had the island, right? No, that was an Epstein. Epstein, okay. Epstein. Okay. Boy, a lot, a lot of so, but, but in your Pickers. opinion, though, Pickers. if a woman allows someone to pay for play. Or a woman, even, or, not a child. Right, a woman. Right, right. And say an actress says, hey, okay, I'll sleep with you because I want this role. They've basically. I think it's a mutual exchange. Yeah. It's like any transaction. You you know, you want this, and I have this, and... Were you ever offered a transaction, and you're like, hmm, I might have to take this bad boy? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm human. Everybody is in vulnerable positions at some point in their life, mm. I feel like, that may you, you, you want to think about doing something like that. But also what stops me is because I never wanted to die. Yeah. And, you know, I you don't know what you're getting caught up in. I've heard a lot of horror stories with friends of mine. Even dating, like I see things on like these Tinder dating things where like girls are getting murdered. So, mm. um, yeah, no, it wasn't my thing. I, I wanted to live and I didn't want to get hurt or end up in someone's basement as a prisoner. Can I ask what these guys look like though? Did they look like Jared or did they look like me? You know, like, <laughs> did they look like you? There's no look for a, a, a guy who they wants look like a to janitor. Play, to play. I, I think any guy, if they're in the right position, would be like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> what was the Playboy Mansion like? Oh, God. It was so awesome. I mean, it's I'm kind of jealous. I wish I was at the Playboy Th that Mansion. That is awesome. It's I... like a castle, and there's just people running around naked everywhere. I, I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, it's definitely a dreamland. How, how did you get that again? How do you wind up at the Playboy Mansion? I got invited. Um, By the way, we come were, to the Playboy Mansion. We were bartenders, me and this girl, and she okay. wanted to audition for Playboy, so we went. Okay. And the guy, Sam Rima, invited us to the Playboy Mansion for the Halloween party. Man. So we flew out, and it was just Man. a great time. And you stayed the whole night? Or yeah, we stayed the whole night. Like I said, we almost missed the bus to leave now, was, the property. Was Hefner alive back when you were there? Yeah. I mean, this was like... Did you Did you meet him? No, I don't, no, I don't remember meeting Damn. him. The place is so packed. And He's like, the Vince McMahon of naked chicks. One part of it is like set up like a club, like, and then you just explore the property. They have all these different, like, um, a yeah. zoo. It's crazy. A zoo? Yeah, there was like a monkeys. It's Were a they very spanking? cool property. <laughs> the monkey spanking in the zoo. Yeah. It's a Playboy God. zoo. A zoo? It's probably one of the best parties I ever went to. Yeah, he had like a little mini zoo. How big is the property? I, it's massive. I mean, and for a Halloween party, he goes. He went all out, like wow. like little um, haunted areas, like any cool. any super famous A list celebrities there. While well, when you visited, the night you were there. I, it was a blur to me. Like honestly, like <sighs> she you're, had fun. You're, it's tons of people, <laughs> and you're like exploring the property. And a lot of times, I kept losing my friends, so I was trying to find her. Mm. Like I said, at the end of the night, I finally found her on Polly Shore's lap, and he's so creepy. <laughs> he's so creepy. <laughs> now, what is creepy about <laughs> Polly Shore? Quite She's a bit. sitting on his lap, and all I remember, he's like, tell daddy you want to come oh. home with him. Oh, and I'm on. just like, bro, get off Colbert Report's lap. He's really weird. <laughs> and I apologize, Colbert Report, it wasn't you, but you guys, they kind of look alike. Yeah, they do. That's you know? really good. And then I found out later, it was the, hey, bud. Come guy, home. And I'm just like, oh, shit. He's You're like, so oh, that's creepy. That old, he's like, that guy from those old movies. Yeah, I forget the movie. Uh, 
something. Step, man. I think like Step Geronimo Brother. Man. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, uh, Encino Man. Encino Man, Encino right? Encino Man, yeah. But he talks like a little kid, and he calls himself Daddy, and it's come just, home with Daddy. Tell Daddy, you want to come home? It's so creepy. Dude, and what is your girlfriend that's... like? Is she like playing with it, or is she like? She was so drunk. She was just like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, we gotta go. The bus is leaving. We gotta Whoa. go. Prepare oh report. God. We're not going with you. Oh my God. Wow. Let's go. How do, you, how do you avoid, so you're doing the show for two seasons, uh, you have all these girls with you, not you in particular, but how does the cast members avoid, because you're kind of in this isolated area, you're on your own little planet, right? Yeah. How do you sure. avoid not getting into some sort of romantic relationship mm. with either directors, producers, maybe other cast members, I don't know, Yeah, right? yeah. Um, you're, you know, I have... I was in such a vulnerable, lonely position um, during my first season that there was this one producer, and I cannot remember his name, that was just always there for me. Always there. And I look back now and I'm like, you fucking played me. Because I wanted to leave so many times. Because I was just so tired of the drama. I was so tired of fighting. I was exhausted. But every single time, he was there to pick me up and convince me to stay. And I thought it back then it was because, like... He cares. He cared, right? Okay. He didn't fucking care, you motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. if you're watching. He didn't care. Dude, there it is. He just didn't want to lose the ratings right. that he knew I was giving because everybody wanted to fuck with me and I was down to fight everybody. So... Fuck you, bro. But <laughs> nice. yeah, I feel like some nice. people would have gotten definitely, it's easy because if you're in a vulnerable position and someone acts like they care, asshole. When did you meet your husband? Is this after the show, if I can ask yeah. you? Yeah. How hard was it's it? To, how hard was it to find a real relationship after this? I mean, you're a celebrity. Horrible. Everybody wanted to know me or date me because they thought I was so much cooler than I am because of the show. Like everybody assumes you're like rich and famous because you went on Bad Girls Club, but you're mm -hmm. not. Like you're still the same person you were before. Right. Um, financially wise, and probably even more fucked up mentally because of the show. But I met him. I was. Being a crazy ex to a guy that I'd been dating, and I, one of my neighbors said, you know, he's on, he's on plenty of fish looking for girls, and I'm like, really? So I like opened, I, I started an account, but I like put myself private so no one could see that Jada was on plenty of fish, right. and I was just looking for him, and I, I ended up finding my dirtball ex, but in the midst, I see this guy who's like completely tatted up and so handsome, and I messaged him. Wow. Yeah, I messaged him. It was so weird because I'd never been on a dating app. But plenty I was like, wow, of this... plenty of fish. Yeah, yeah it's a I don't know if it's dude. still around. Write that down. Hold on. <laughs> but he was so handsome, and I was like, I just am gonna. Now, reach did out. he did he believe it was you though? Like, did he know who you are? At first, he... he was like, "Girl, you're catfishing." That yeah, girl has like that, almost right. three hundred thousand followers on right. Instagram, and I was like, "Well, go message me, and I'll write you back." And he did, and. We talked for like a couple months and I was still getting over my ex, so I wasn't like even prepared to hang out with him. But then when we did, it was just like, it was really crazy in the beginning, to be honest. I'm surprised we lasted because it got a little toxic. I ended up moving back to Florida. Um, well, why did it get toxic? What happened? Oh man, there was just, he, I don't know, really. I think he was still like maybe on his ex when he was surfing around there was some too. carryover from both of you yeah i think it was and it was just very very toxic and ugly and i just kept going back for more punishment i feel like with him mm. um until finally i was done and i moved to florida but i was still talking to him like I, I just couldn't get over him and he would come and visit me and i got pregnant mm. 
and uh, you know I moved back and literally like my life has changed with him like it's not the same guy it's not the same relationship it's it's beautiful and it's pure and I I've never felt so comfortable in a relationship in my life like I know like he's good he's solid I don't have to worry about him doing anything and that's a good feeling I feel like every woman deserves that every person deserves that in a relationship mm. And I got to think, you know, considering your background and the troubles you had, it must be very difficult to trust someone at oh, that yeah. level, right? And oh, then... this is the best feeling in the world to know, like, he, he cares about us and this unit and this family over a new encounter, which, which every guy is going to want something new. Like, it's, it's natural, I think, human animal instinct to want to play, but he's, he's, it doesn't trump his family, and it's not worth the risk, and I think that he knows that. So you're saying it's human nature for men and women to I cheat? Think, yeah. I mean, more so men. I feel like men are more sexually driven and women are, like, more mentally driven when it comes to that. Men can, like, I don't feel like they could just have a sexual encounter and it's like, okay, bye. Have you ever met a man that you really weren't attracted to and then you get to know him and mentally he stimulated you so much that you got into a relationship Oh, yeah. With him? For sure. I am very much into uh, smart individuals. Like I love someone who could teach me something or guide me and help me learn something new because I'm, I'm always trying to strive and learn new things all the time to grow like every day. So I'm definitely mentally um, attracted to men that can provide that or like some type of knowledge of things. Mm. And with my ex, um, I'm sorry, with my current man he does that like he's great we can sit and get into like really deep conversations he's big in like conspiracy theories he's constantly sending me videos about like that's why i want to move out of here how our food is completely fucked it's just like the world right now that we live in and we can just go back and forth she would have gotten a kick out of the 70s and 80s food we were eating i yeah, thought that no. they were cleaning up the food that apparently no not not really not. Probably more pure back then no I'm not sure. I don't know if you consider McDonald's pure. Count Chocula doesn't strike me as pure. Yeah, Count Chocula, pure yeah. Fruit. I don't know about that, or Fruit Loops. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but some... like if you were eating like... We were raised in the age of sugar processed shit, pretty mm -hmm. much. Like that 70s, the old um, like, pyramid. Like yeah. a, breakfast, a breakfast when I was growing up was, you know, a box of Captain Crunch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, my, my right. mother, God rest her soul, would say to me, you know, eat, eat as much pasta as you want. There's no sugar in pasta. And hence, that's why I'm fat like I am now. But, I mean, that's just the way it works out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were taught that there was that old pyramid back in the day. And, like, they come up with a new one now. But you can't really trust any of that. And that's what yeah. I was saying well, earlier. Our food is fucked. Again, yeah. you're too young for it. But back on Channel 7, they had that, uh, that cartoon. Yes. Right? I forget the name of anybody remembers I hunger remembers for a there. hunk of cheese? That right. guy? It was like, eat your cheese, yeah, eat, eat your bread, right. you know. Eat healthy. You know, in some cases, things. shoot heroin, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> Smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. It's some, <laughs> it's all good. In some cases, Hospitals, shoot heroin. You know? In the baby ward, there's like move old movies where they're smoking right in the hospitals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, in the 50s, it was four out of five doctors Doctors recommend camel cigarettes. God. There was. See, this is why I don't trust anything. I, yeah, I you can't. You can't trust anything. You can't. And it's sad when you go shopping for food, especially having a little one. It's like pick, 
the the worst of the evils. Just you go know? to the fruit and vegetable section. Even that is fucked. Is, the, is the it? It's fucked. too expensive, dude. What to the, buy well, that's true. If you want to eat healthy, you're broke. Vegetable is a lie. It's like such yeah. a lie. You think you're buying pesticide-free. The, the mm. soil is screwed. Mm. Amen. Everything you eat has wow. got something in it. Well, we were just, just talking with Chris Masters, the guest before you, and we were talking about Monsanto, how they've poisoned the soil so much that, you know, Again, probably shutting down the channel after that comment. Uh, that you can't even again? grow your your own. You your can't. Own food. You can't even grow. That's what I was saying. Like if you if you want to start your own garden somewhere and you're like, you know what? Fuck the government. I won't buy their food. Right. I'll do my own thing. The soil's fucked. What What's your diet then? How do you get around all of this? I just tried my best to eat like you know the the less of the evils. Like I I do mostly vegan, but then like I'm saying like. The lentils, the beans. Mm, I mm. bought like cacao powder, and it's like a warning of lead in it. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> do you eat, do you Can't eat, wait to eat this. Do you eat meat? I don't. I don't eat meat. You know, I do cheat once in a while with seafood, like um, crab and shrimp. Mm. But even that, I'm kind of like, kind of turned off. I like, I'll make it for my husband. Well, you're it. smart. You're smart. I gotta really, I gotta get off meat. So, um, yeah, you do. It's you've hard. had this fame. People know you. How do you avoid not wanting that back, you know, as time goes? I know you got a newborn and oh, it's please. all new to you, but do you see yourself falling back like, oh, man, I got, I want to go back to that life. Not compared to where you're at, no, right? fuck no. There you go. No way. I am living the dream right now. Like, someone asked me yesterday on TikTok, what part of your life do you miss? And I'm like, nothing. Like, I'm living the good old days right now. I'm going to look back and be like, those were the good old days. And it's right now. And I, I realize that, and I take every single day, and I'm just like, what what can I do to build a better life for my son? Mm. No. And you know what? It's crazy because it's 10 years the show has been off, and um, I still am recognized all the time, and I still have that same PTSD going out and doing certain things because I'll go to ShopRite, and you know the demographics of our show was m mostly minorities and gay people and girls. So I'll go to like ShopRite and the cashiers are like, holy shit, it's Jada. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I want to buy my groceries. <laughs> just want to buy the my. Fuck out of here. I don't want to fucking shit chat with you. <laughs> Leave me the Sorry. fuck alone. And I don't mean that rudely, but it's like no. 10 years. Do you think yeah. I still want to talk about the fight I had with Red or whoever right. the fuck? No. Right. Do you laugh at the, at the. Before you were a celebrity, you know the mindset before you. you you get the break that you got. Everybody wants to be this. I want to be on. Do you do you laugh at this now? I never had that mindset. Okay, uh, you, you know, know a lot of people do though. I know, but when I got casted, I literally was like, I'm going on the dopest vacation I could ever have asked for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Way to look at I it. thought yeah. that I was going in a house with a bunch of bad girls, like party girls. We're gonna right. have fun. We're gonna turn up. No, these were like bully girls club. This is like, this oh. wasn't fun right. how I thought it would be. Yeah, that right. was a rough show, man. Yeah, I, I, I put bullies. it on. I was like, this is rough. This is yeah. like petty girls club. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't like them. I wasn't a bully. I wasn't gonna nitpick on how you spoke or how you dressed, the shoes you wore. It was, it was like Phil accessory out there says, meat is good. Okay. What do you have to say to Phil? <laughs> to each their own, Phil. If you want to eat meat, do you. My uncle ate meat and pasta his whole life, got diabetes. He almost lost his leg. They said he needed insulin. He turned vegan, and he doesn't need insulin. He didn't lose his leg. He's healthy. So if you're healthy eating meat, that's great. Or Shout Phil, out, or Phil. Phil. Keep eating meat and get diabetes, and yeah. maybe it'll you, cut your bro. feet off. Shout out. It causes inflammation. Yeah. So, I mean, it causes it cause bald spots. I, no, Go I got, vegan. I got to tell you, you're right, though, <laughs> because when I 
changed my diet, my blood work changed mm. dramatically. You are what you eat. Yeah. So if you want to be a cow full of hormones and whatever the fuck they're doing to that cow, then do you. Wait a minute. I'm a potato chip? <laughs> or a french fry. I'm cottonseed uh, oil. All right. With we're almost food. out of time. Jimmy is going to hit you with something called the Pharaoh's Final Question. You've been wonderful. Thank you for being so candid in this interview. And uh, I'm glad we finally got to meet. And thank you again. Jimmy, Pharaoh's Final Question. Where would you like to go from here as far as just life in general? Are you done with TV? I mean, what's what's the future hold? Um, I'm done with TV until they can offer the prop, proper platform and pay. Um, pay? Oh, by the way, getting paid would be pay? nice. What was the pay for that? So during Bad Girls Club Season 1, the girls were paid $500 a week for about two months, two and a half months. My second season, they upped the pay to... Wait a minute. They're making 500 a, they're a week, making, that's yeah. the, but that's including lodging, food, Yeah, everything. they pay for all of that. You get 500, Still they 500 pay for your food. That. That's horrible. The that second horrible. season, they casted um, all-star girls, so they upped the pay to 1500 a week um, for a couple months. But that's it. After it's over, you don't get like residuals when it's played on Peacock or right now it's being played and streamed. You don't right. get someone's nothing. making a killing. No, how do you lose yeah. your residuals? How do you lose your residuals? Like, how does that happen? You fucking are dumb as shit. And you sign that contract because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter anyways because if you don't want to sign the contract, there's going to be another girl waiting in line that's going to sign it. Don't find just, somebody just else. Just like Vince. doesn't matter. Just like, just Vince. like Vince. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's just sad what that, that, that production company did. They exploited a lot of girls. You stay in touch with any of them girls? From I the do. Okay. I, you know, I, I'm very cool with a lot of the girls. That's cool. So you made some friends. Yeah. All right. For sure. Right. Acquaintances. So where can the fans find you? Can you give some of your social media channels? Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, I'm Jada underscore Kachili. Um, TikTok is the same. And uh, Twitter is Jada Five Stars. How about OnlyFans? Oh, OnlyFans is Jada Cat. Hold on. <laughs> no, that being said, thank you for joining Can't us. Can't wait till we get Thanks off the air. You guys. <laughs> Hold on, I got to sign on now. Wait a minute, I'm not waiting. Don't you anyway. do it. <laughs> You've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestle project. Thanks again for Thanks joining for us. You. What a wonderful Thank you interview. So much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and hopefully this weather turns up. It'll be good. Thank yeah. you all for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday where we return. I don't think we have any guests on Thursday. Do wow, we? we're actually just going to have you and me, huh? Just you and me. All right, that should yeah. be With that, this has been Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. I'm Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. And until next Thursday, later. <laughs>